All right, good morning everybody, we'll get started. Uh, we're continuing on with um, Laws of Daily Living and we've been doing Hilchas Talmud Torah, the Laws of Learning Torah. Uh, and our past, uh, the last one we did was Women Learning Torah uh, and the Se'if and Shulchan Aruch that surrounds that and uh, where the whole Beis Yaakov movement came from and opposition, should women learn Gemara nowadays, not. Uh, we went through all the different opinions surrounding that. Uh, and now we'll continue on Sif Tazayan uh, till the end of the Simen. Uh, so we'll have Sif Tazayan, Sif Yud Zayan, Sif Yud Ches, Sif Yud Tes, Chaf, Chaf Aleph, and Chaf Beis. Uh, and the whole rest of the Simen basically deals with attitudes in learning. Uh, so attitudes surrounding the base Medrash, surrounding the base Haknet, uh, no, specifically the base Medrash. Uh, a place of learning, uh, if a person can sleep inside a shul, can they talk about the stock market in, in shul uh, or their recent vacation? Uh, sorry, not in shul, in a base medrash. Uh, so we'll dive a little bit into that, as well as um, uh, the schar of learning Torah uh, and the attitude that a person should have toward learning. Um, that uh, the way he should go about it and the kind of mindset he should go about his learning. Uh, so we'll continue on with Sifta Zayin in source number one. Uh, says the Shulchan Arach, Ein yeshenim bebeis ha-medrash. A person should not sleep inside the base medrash. Vikol ha-misnamnim. And misnamnim means uh, even a lighter form of sleep. Meaning sleep is like really, you know, going to sleep for the night, right? You're taking a six-hour uh, plopping down in shul, lying down on the benches, gone for six hours. Hamisnamnim uh, is somebody who's like dozing off, right? So somebody who's kol hamisnamnim bebeis hamedrash. Chachmaso nase karayim shenemer vekarayim talbish numa. So a person who sleeps in the base medrash, uh, his chachma uh, basically uh, becomes like pillows, uh, like it's uh, uh, like it's flattening down. I believe that's what it means. Um, as the Pasuk says, the Karaim Tabish Numa, that Karaim uh, will be worn by those who doze off. Numa is like to doze off. Uh, so we see here clear in the, in the Shulchan Aruch that a person should not sleep uh, inside a base medrash, even if it's only a nap, right? Uh, but um, uh, in Orachayim, though, Hilchas Beis Knesses, uh, there the Mishnah Burah says that. Um, if you look at the shach over here, he says it's only Amidas Hasidas. He brings a story, I believe it's with Rav Zera, uh, that he wouldn't even nap in the base medrash. Um, and that, he says, was only Amidas Hasidas. Even a regular person is allowed to take a nap inside a base medrash. Inside a shul, a person should not take a nap. There's very little proper, uh, proper base knesses nowadays. Uh, and the raya is that we find mezuzahs on the door of the shul. Right? A, a real proper shul shouldn't have a mezuzah on it because it's considered a... What? Yeah, it's Kodesh. Uh, but nowadays we multi-purpose our shuls. Uh, and there's, I believe, only one... I, I don't know only one, but only one that I know of off the, that I've actually seen uh, in Svat. There's a, a, the, one of the main shuls there in the square. Uh, there, It doesn't have a mezuzah. Because uh, it's uh, dedicated as a proper basic nessus. Uh, a real shul, you're not even supposed to learn it. Not even supposed to use it as a base measure. Uh, it's just only dedicated for a shul. Uh, so such a, <laughs> such a shul, a uh, person should not even take a nap in. Right? It's like very strict what a person should do inside a basic nessus. Uh, the standard is much higher. 
Uh, it's uh, dedicated only for davening, nothing else. Uh, and therefore, if it's uh, a basic Knesset, a person shouldn't even nap. In a base medrash, a person is allowed to nap. And then in Orachayim, the, the Mishnah Bura brings down over there that if it's a Talmud Chacham, meaning somebody who he's learning regularly, so for him, the base medrash is like his home. And so for such a person, he's even allowed to take a full sleep. He's allowed to eat and drink in the, in the base medrash. Says you shouldn't overdo it, right? You should do it uh, in a bakavadika way. Um, but for uh, for somebody who is a Talmud Chacham, right? He is. This is like his home. Uh, his uh, the base medrash. He's even allowed to take a full sleep in the base medrash. Uh, so we have basically the breakdown that a regular person is allowed to nap, uh, but shouldn't take a full sleep. And there's a midas chasidus, not even to nap. That was Rabzera's level, uh, but not required from everybody. And then you have uh, Talmud Chacham. Uh, who is Tyra is his umness, that's considered like his job, this is considered like his workplace, so to speak, this is like his home, uh, and such a person is even allowed to sleep, uh, take a full sleep inside the base medrash. Uh, then we get up to the next seif, uh, where it talks about talking in the base medrash, seif yudzayin, ein mesichin bebeis medrash. a person should not, uh, should not be talking in the base medrash, ela bedivrei Torah, only divrei Torah. Uh, this is something is very high standard, right? That, uh, but it's a halach and shulchan arach, and unfortunately, it's something that's uh, difficult to upkeep. Uh, so uh, you see your friend, you want to catch up. How was the vacation? The break? The how's the job going? My in-laws are coming into town, right? We have all these things we want to talk about, uh, but the ideal is that a person should not be, uh, should only be speaking divrei Torah in the base medrash. Again, we do have this tonight that we multi-purpose our base medrash. Uh, but still, we're seeing like an attitude of uh, what a base major should really feel like. Um, that a uh, person should only be talking Devei Torah. And he says, uh, Even if somebody's feeling weak, right? They're having uh, brain fog or uh, not feeling their best. Don't say, oh, you should try this refua in the base medrash. And there it's very practical. And it's a benadam lachaver, or your friend, you're helping your friend out. Uh, and you might even consider it an act of chesed, right? You're telling him about this refuah to help him feel better. Uh, but nevertheless, he says, even that, a person shouldn't discuss in the base medrash. Kedusha's base medrash chamura mikedusha's base Now he says something very interesting, that uh, the kedusha of a base medrash is even more than that of a base knesses, which is interesting because you're really allowed to do more in a base medrash than a base knesses. But he's saying on a kedusha level, uh, Torah has a higher level of kedusha than a base knesses. Uh, and therefore, um, a person should be even more careful than he is in a shul. Uh, so in a shul, there's a whole simon in Orachayim where the um, Shulchan Aruch and Mishnah Bura talk about the Kedusha of a base Knesses. Here is where, in, this is in Yoradea. Uh, in Yoradea is where we talk about the halachos of a base Medrash, right? So they're a little bit different. Uh, and he's saying all those halachas that apply by base Knesses, this is even a higher level of Kedusha than base Knesses. Uh, and therefore, a base medrash, uh, a person should be even more careful than they are in a base kinesis, because it's a place of learning. Um, and you have uh, additional distractions, right? Bittel Torah, uh, which is uh, considered like a very, uh, very severe thing. Uh, so a person should uh, do whatever they can to keep, uh, keep a focused attitude in the, in the base medrash, uh, in a learning, Torah learning environment. Um, okay. Uh, which I'm, I'm trying to think if there's really like a base... Yeah, they're really multi-purpose, everything that we have in, in Sydney, right? So this, is, this was originally dedicated to be Kiddush room, 
uh, learning for shiurim and and a shul. Uh, so it's obviously going to be more more lax than something that was dedicated to be a proper base medrash, like let's say downstairs bina, right? That was like dedicated for uh, for to be a base medrash. Uh, so therefore, a person should try, however he can, uh, to to limit conversation and keep it focused on on learning. Um, okay. Uh, so uh, this is what the Mishnah Bura says about uh, speaking in a base medrash. Uh, it's going to get pretty serious over here. Uh, source number three, uh, but just to get like kind of the attitude, uh, especially in, I mean, this is really Chazal, right? Chazal, how the, their attitude uh, to, to staying focused um, and uh, not talking about Chulin in the base medrash. V'sich v'tela says the Mishnah ha'inu afilu sichas Chulin shehi letzorach parnasa. Even if it's a sichas Chulin, meaning something uh, that uh, has no purpose really, uh, but it's Tzorach Parnasa, so therefore a person's allowed to talk about it, right? Anything Tzorach Parnasa, it's not like uh, you're talking about uh, media or um, uh, talent shows uh, on TV or something like that. Uh, this is uh, something that a person needs in order to survive. So even Sichas Chulen Shehila Tzorach Parnasa, Debechutz Shari, we're outside the base madrash. It's going to be permitted for a person to speak about that, right? We're allowed to talk about business. The base hakanasas aser in a shul, it's aser to uh, speak about Torah parnasa. And for sure, something which is uh, considered uh, completely, uh, something that's completely unnecessary, uh, like the weather or something like that. That of course a person should refrain from this inside a shul. And he brings down from the Zohar. Usually Zohar uh, brings down some uh, pretty strong, pretty strong stuff. Parshas Vayakel. He he stresses a lot the the greatness of this uh, of this sin. Asurim. And for sure, he says that a person needs to be careful inside a shul or inside a base medrash. Uh, from saying usher things, kagon lashon hara, like saying lashon hara about other people, that for sure, kol shikain, a person needs to be careful. If a person is not even supposed to speak divrei uh, chulin, so then for sure, something like lashon hara or rechilas or machlokas, right? Uh, oh, you heard what this person did, and ukatatos uh, and things that are going to cause strife. Kimovad shehim avonas chamurim meod, because besides for the fact that they in and of themselves. Are great, uh, are great avonos, great sins. Od yigdel ha'avon yoser. It's even greater the sin. B'makom kadosh in a holy place. Ki umezalzel bekavat shchina because it's twofold. First of all, you're doing something that's aser. You're, uh, you're saying lashon hara or causing strife uh, or nivol peh. Uh, but then on top of that, uh, a person's also uh, offending the shchina, right? Because Hashem is much more, much more close, residing in a place uh, where you connect to Him which is a base medrash or a basic an SS. Uh, and now in that place, you're being mezalzal in Hashem by doing, uh, the, by doing the Avera in that place. Uh, and it's different a person who sins between him and himself. There's somebody who sins in the palace of the king where Hashem resides. That's a much higher degree. Um, and what you're doing is you're also being marshal other people, right? When you do it publicly in a public forum, uh, in a public place, then you're causing a laxity. 
And often we develop attitudes to the shoulder based measures depending on what other people around us do. So when we say that guy, you know, uh, taking it lightly, making jokes, uh, maybe Nivalpa not speaking his best, and a shoulder and a base medrash, then we're like, oh, okay, that's, that's what's done. I can do that as well. Uh, so you kind of set the attitude based on what you do. Uh, and he's saying that you're being martial other people as well. Kihai tigra demaya, lebitcha demaya. And he's bringing an example from a Gemara that uh, brings an example of uh, a, a dam of water where the more you open it up, so then the more of uh, the more it'll come flowing down and the more it'll, it'll widen the channel. So the more you bring, make a Pesach for these kind of things to come into Shoal, so then the more it widens, 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 uh, and then it, um, it, it gets uh, exponential. Uh, the, much more than you, you just maybe said something a little bit light, but then the next guy takes it a step further, a step further, uh, and it, eventually it widens the channel all the way. Uh, in the beginning, maybe it's just a few people and a one-off, but at the end, it can end up, you're opening a Pesach for uh, and it could cause machlokes uh, between one another, and you can cause a huge machlokes like we've seen in almost every community. Uh, there's been massive machlokases, uh, and how does it start? You know, it's something that one person says against another person, a sly joke or something like that. Uh, and on Avonasenu he's saying in, in Eastern Europe, where the Chafetz Chaim lived, we've come many times uh, to Charfos Begidufin, a whole um, uh, big uh, rivalries. Vehalbanas Panim Barabim, and embarrassing each other in, in publicly, Vegampa Amim Rabos, Bifnei HaSefer Torah. And many times it's uh, in front of the Sefer Torah, there's an Aron Kodesh in Shul, and people are, are arguing and uh, having machlokas against one another. Gamkin Avon Chamor, which is also a huge uh, Avon, Mipnei Atzmo in and of itself. Because even somebody who's Mivaza, their friend, uh, in front of a Tamil Chacham, Chazal say in Sanhedrin, Shehu Apikoras Ve'inu Chilak La'olam uh, that such a person is uh, somebody who embarrasses his friend in front of a Talmud Chacham or in front of, uh, in front of a, a, a high-status person. And now that person's going to look uh, lower upon that person. He's an Apikoras. For sure, somebody who is Mavaza, his friend in front of a Sefer Torah, and the covet of the Shechina is there. Uh, Maritz, uh, not sure who that is. Velide. Uh, uh, and it also comes to a huge uh, between us and the gun. They see us fighting, right? When they, what was happening in Eretz Yisrael, the uh, argument between it was like Jew versus Jew. Uh, so when that happens, it's the biggest chil Hashem. All the whole world is uh, look what's happening in these rallies and Jews arguing against each other. Uh, uh, and who caused this? It's the person who, the two people who start the argument. Obavadai, lo aleinu, yitol schar kulam. For sure, the person who is uh, who's quiet, he will take the schar kulam. Meaning, if somebody can swallow his pride uh, and be like, oh, I'm not going to come to uh, to machlokes, I'm not going to say that comment back, I'm going to cut it. 
that person takes schar connected everybody. And therefore, somebody who is really uh, fearful of Hashem, he should make sure not to say anything in the base in the base of Knesses or the base of Medrash, anything that's uh, not Torah. And such a person should only be for him Torah and Tefillah. That's what he focuses on when he comes in the show. When he comes in the base medrash, and if he needs to speak, he goes outside. Uh, so that's what he's saying is uh, the ideal, and that way a person won't come to speaking uh, divrei avera and anything like that. Uh, and the show for him will be like a dedicated place for learning and tefillah uh, to the best of his abilities. Seems like a chunk of that was not even necessarily related to shul and, and base medrash. Yeah. Negative <laughs> Yeah. And he's saying it's just amplified in the shul-based madrash. Uh, but the Mishabura clearly wanted to get that, get that point in. He felt like it was a major issue that he wanted to discuss uh, with, the, with the fighting that happens in, in shuls and based madrash. And it just comes from a small common and then it blows up. Uh, and then it affects the attitude of, uh, of the shul, of the based madrash. Uh, and then it's a, a degradation to the shechina as well. It just amplifies that these are things that are problem everywhere. Yeah, and yeah, even outside fact, of shul. Yeah. In fact, inside of shul, uh, I mean, it mentioned about about other people seeing the, the discord. Well, inside of shul, other people, I mean, outside Goyen won't see the discord yeah. happening inside shul. Uh, so you're saying on the, on the contrary, the Goyen yeah, won't see. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. uh, a good point. Yeah, so he did go on like a bit of a, because like first he mentioned that like, um, that it, it's one of the Avona Seno, like to, first he mentioned don't do divar, even Devarim Betelem, right? Anything that's not Torah and Tefillah uh, should not go into Shul or Beis Medrash. But then he said, and how much more so uh, that a person shouldn't say Divrei Avera. And then he said included in Divrei Avera is also going to be Divrei Machlokas, right? Starting a Machlokas with somebody else. Uh, and say some Habanas Panem Chavera. Then he went on a whole sidetrack uh, about Habanas Panem Chavera and how Machlokas and what it does to the communities and how many communities we've seen have got uh, overturned because of it. And then he goes back and says, and therefore a person should be very careful what he says in a base metric, basic analysis, so that it shouldn't lead to anything. Um, and, and yeah, that's how he finishes up. Well, that's where everybody sees each other, right? So, uh, like, if you're part of a community and business deal went sour, you're going to see that guy every single show. <laughs> I, I was just back in LA and uh, speaking to a friend, and he said, like, the biggest mistake I made was doing contracting deals within the community. Uh, and he says, now every single week I see that guy where his uh, kitchen didn't go well, or <laughs> uh, and there's no way to get away from it. <laughs> He's like, I've learned my lesson. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, people call me up now, I, I give, I'm not even giving them a referral, because when I give them the referral, and then that guy didn't do a good job, and then again, they blame me, he's like, that's it, I'm not even giving referrals anymore. Uh, uh, so yeah, Shul is that place where you're going to see them every, every day, or every, every Shabbos, or whenever. 
Uh, okay, uh, so that's all in terms of uh, the, the shul and the base medrash uh, and the attitude we should have toward... Uh, the, I think the takeaway is really that uh, we should try to limit as much as possible because uh, there's a balance here, right? We also don't want to be cold to the people next to us and we want the shul base medrash to be a warm environment um, and for people to feel comfortable being there and we want to invite people in and be, hey, how's it going? And that's part of uh, our Ben Adam Lachavero is to make other people feel warm, comfortable, uh, but at the same time not to get carried away with the divrei chulin, with the stock market and vacations. Save that for outside or give them a separate call. Um, but when we're in shul, it should be, you know, like a, a serious environment where we're focused on learning, we're focused on davening. Uh, so I think that's the key takeaway is obviously put it in balance with being uh, a good neighbor uh, and having good Benedim Chavero skills and making feel, people feel warm, comfortable and being warm and inviting. Uh, and do go over to them and say, hey, how's it going? You know, and obviously that might lead into a little bit of conversation because, oh, yeah, my mother's in town and this, that, sister, this. Uh, you're, you know, you're going to hear a little bit of Divrei Chulan out of it, uh, but uh, that's also important, right, to warm, and that's considered like a normal greeting to another person, uh, but try limiting it as much as possible and uh, keeping the base measure should the base Knesset focused on learning and davening. Um, okay, uh, now in, we'll move on to source number four, which is Si'if Yerches, the next Si'if in Shulchan Arach, and he says, Talmud Torah Shako Kanege Kol HaMitzvahs, uh, this is a famous Mishnah in Peya that we say every day, every morning, the Talmud Torah Kanega Kulam. So they, what the Shulchan Aruch is saying, Talmud Torah Shakul, it's, it's, uh, it's equal in reward, right? So it doesn't necessarily mean it's equal in um, how it affects you spiritually or anything like that. Uh, what, it, what, it, what it's referring to is Shakul in Schar Kanega Kulam, right? So in reward, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's equal to all the other mitzvos. Uh, and therefore he says, Let's say you have competition over here, right? There's two things vying for your attention. Uh, there's that person who needs help at the door to get into shul, uh, and then and you're learning over here, right? So the bigger mitzvah is for me to sit there and learn uh, and not to help the guy at the door, right? So should you ignore the guy at the door? Uh, so, if the mitzvah is possible to do through somebody else, right? So there's a guard at the door, or somebody else who who sees him, uh, or you can, you know, like uh, do a snap as long as he doesn't take that as, uh, you know, you're degrading him. <laughs> uh, so if it's possible to ask somebody else to do it, or somebody else is on it already, uh, so then lo yafsik talmudo, a person should not be mafsik his talmud because. Talmud Torah is really the, the greater mitzvah in this situation. But if not, then a person should do the mitzvah because really the other mitzvah takes precedence over learning. And that's going to be the big question is why, right? If Talmud Torah is really greater mitzvah, so then why when this other mitzvah comes in, you have a mitzvah of chesed uh, or your mother calls and it's a kibbut of aim. Uh, or something like that. So then why, and of course, you can't reach her again before Shabbos, or it's limited that you have to answer now. Uh, so then uh, so then why, uh, if you can't do the mitzvah otherwise, why should you stop from Talmud Torah if Talmud Torah is really the greater mitzvah? Time sensitivity, isn't it? At least in the examples you're giving. Yeah. It's all time sensitive. If you don't do the mitzvah now, you can't 
time. Right. But okay, so let it go. So let's say it's something where it's not, uh, it's not gonna, the person's not gonna get upset at you, or uh, so you have a choice between uh, Talmud Torah and shaking lulav or something like that. Uh, so then, if you can extend your Talmud Torah another five minutes and then include that mitzvah in, which you couldn't have done otherwise, and maybe maybe it's a kid's uh, an idea to to include it in, then you'll still catch up with your Talmud Torah because you're, you're there's no net yeah. loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I like that. Uh, to, to be saying there's cases where you won't have a net loss, and then, yeah, push off the uh, shaking lulav. But what if you're at the end of this man, right? It's uh, reaching shkia time, and that's it. If you don't shake your lulav, then your mitzvah is lost, but you're learning Torah. Uh, so you, and you want to learn for the next hour. Uh, so the halacha is that you're supposed to stop, right? It's a mitzvah that you can't do through somebody else. The person's supposed to stop in order to shake lulav. Because uh, he's going to lose out on the mitzvah. And the question is, why? Why should a person stop? Talmud Torah is really the greater mitzvah. Uh, and so therefore, it should take precedence over shaking the, the lulav and eserk. Why don't you say, I take the mitzvah, pasuk the mitzvah. So you're busy with learning Torah. You pasuk from shaking the lulav. Yeah. Uh, Philip's making a good point. There is a concept of osik min mitzvah, pater min mitzvah. That doesn't uh, matter. Well, I mean, what? I'm sure that's not carte blanche. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it, but it is brought down for like uh, missing tefillah. Uh, there's some there's some people who they made Torah their um, their ownness and that's it. They would learn osik min mitzvah, pater min mitzvah, and therefore they were pater from uh, other mitzvos. We also find by uh, by sukkah uh, that people who were involved in visiting their rebbe, making aliyah to their visiting their rebbe on Chag, uh, so they were putter from eating in the sukkah uh, because of that. Uh, so the, it was all considered like tzorach mitzvah in order to travel. Uh, so I, yeah, we, we, we definitely find cases. Yeah, so I'm not qualified on like what, what level. I have to do more research before I, <laughs> before I say anything, but Philip's making a good point that there are certain cases where you'd say, oh, it's like a mitzvah. There was a case where we're having a regular shoot in the morning at the Adat, and, and then at Selach Tzedek next door, they're missing a person for Kaddish. So they come in and say, look, can you come and join us? And, and we asked the rabbi there, he said, if it's a shiur kavua, then you shouldn't break the shiur to say Kaddish somewhere else. Wow. Even though they only need one, it won't yeah. break the whole shiur. No, you can't break it. the shiur kavua. If it's a regular one at uh-huh. a regular time, yeah. that takes precedence to the Kaddish. Uh-huh. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, so you find certain circumstances where Torah, and here it's Yef Sharlaso right? Nobody else there that can fulfill the minion, and still Talmud Torah takes precedence because it's a Shir Kavua. Very interesting. Um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I, I've seen this concept of Shir Kavua. David's making a good point that we have the case of Avraham also, where he leaves, he's speaking to Hashem, and then he leaves speaking to Hashem in order to uh, say, 
David's saying speaking to Hashem has to be on a greater level than <laughs> than, than learning Torah. Uh, but there is also nobody else can do the act of chesed, and therefore uh, he had the. But no one else could say kaddish. Right, so also there, nobody else could say Kaddish. So I, I guess there's something about Shir Kavua. Right, maybe they'll get one later. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so coming back to our question, that why should you stop, right? If it's EF, nobody else can do it, you're learning. So then you should say, okay, push off the mitzvah of lulav, push off the gemilas chasad, and push off whatever else you can do, even though there's nobody else to do the mitzvah. Um, so why, Taka, don't we say that? Uh, so there's basically two answers brought in the Rishonim. One is the answer of Rabbeinu Yonah, and one is the Chidah and the Gorah. Uh, so Rabbeinu Yonah says that because of the whole purpose of learning is to bring to Misa, right? What are we learning for? We're trying to know what the Devar Hashem is, what Hashem wants from us. Uh, so when we're learning Torah, the whole purpose is to know how Hashem is thinking, how Hashem uh, constructed the world, uh, how Hashem, meaning in, on a spiritual level, uh, what we're supposed to be, how we're supposed to align ourselves with Hashem's will. Uh, and the only way to do that is through learning uh, His word, through learning Torah. Uh, so the whole purpose of Torah is to bring to Misa, and that's the ultimate form of, uh, of Torah. Is uh, the greatest form of learning Torah is almanas lasos in order to to do. I Meaning you come into learning with that mentality, right? How what can I implement? What can I do more? Uh, how can I uh, arrange this and align this with my actions? Uh, so the, that's the ultimate form of of learning. And therefore, right, that person comes at the door and then, and you're learning. So if you're just gonna ignore him, right? If it's if nobody else can do the mitzvah. Uh, so then you have to show that uh, you're trying to put it into action, right? Because that's really what the purpose of learning is all about. And therefore, even though, yes, really Torah is of a greater level and caliber than any other mitzvah that you're going to do. But nevertheless, because the whole purpose of learning Torah is to bring to Misa, so you have to show that you're coming to Misa through your learning and take a break uh, and do the other mitzvah and then come back to your learning. Why does it matter if it's impossible or possible for somebody else to Ah, um, very good. So, yeah, so Gabriel is asking the million-dollar question that even if it's uh, even if somebody else can do it, you should show that you want to do it amanas lasos. So I guess it's only showing that it's uh, the, that it's amanas lasos. Meaning, if you have an out, an easy out, so then take the easy out because this is of a of a greater caliber. The only time it shows that uh, that if you it's basically if you don't do it then it shows that you were an Amanas Lassos, right? I mean, if it's a mitzvah overes, where like you're going to lose out on the mitzvah if you don't do it, so then by you not doing it, you're showing that your learning was not really Amanas Lassos. You're just learning for the sake of, uh, of, of learning, but not in order to put into your action and to align your actions with Hashem. Uh, so if you don't do it, so then you're showing clearly that it's not Amanas Lassos, only if it's a mitzvah overes. But if it's not a mitzvah overes, uh, meaning it could be it would be done by somebody else anyways. So then you're not proving that you're not Amanas Lasos if you if you don't end up doing. It. I think that's gonna have to be the uh, the <laughs> what we're gonna have to say over here. Uh, but it's a, a great question uh, that uh, why does it have to be Amanas Lasos then? Uh, it should, uh, sorry, why does it have to be a mitzvah of Veras? 
Uh, okay, uh, and then we have the Chida and the Gra that they bring a di- whole different li- line of reasoning. Um, and they say that because um, really learning Torah is supposed to be at every single available minute, right? Uh, so there's, uh, there's no quota to learning Torah. So if a person is uh, only going to be learning Torah, he's not going to be able to fulfill any of the mitzvahs. Why did Hashem give us 613 mitzvahs? He should have just given us one, right? Just say, learn Torah, and that's it. You're going to be putter from everything else. Uh, he gave us 613. He wants us to accomplish all of the mitzvahs and to create. Um, the, the Zohar says that uh, the Lashon of mitzvah comes from the Lashon of um, Tzava, which is like a, um, a connection point. Uh, like Tzava is a, is a connection. So these are 613 connection points with Hashem. So Hashem wants us to connect to Him through all these different uh, through all these different means, all these different mitzvahs, all these different actions that we do. Uh, so we're have to we're supposed to have all these different connection points uh, and a whole we want diversity, right? A whole range of them, not just one connection point that we focus on and do our whole life. We shouldn't have like tunnel vision and just one mitzvah. We should have like a whole array of uh, of connection points with Hashem. Uh, and therefore, it says the Chida and the Gra that if we only have Talmud Torah, uh, so then we're, gonna, we're not going to be able to do any of the other mitzvahs because it's supposed to be all-encompassing every moment, every day. And therefore, it has to be, it's kind of like a svara over here. Therefore, it has to be that a person needs to, that a person should take a break uh, to do the mitzvah if there's nobody else to do that mitzvah. Because uh, uh, otherwise, a person's only going to have, you know, one, one mitzvah his whole life. Um, similar to the, the Gemara brings a mushal of a king who wants a, a whole garden, a beautiful garden, uh, but he can't tell the, his constituents how much he's going to pay for each plant. Because if he says, oh, orchids, I'm going to pay the most for, or daffodils, I'm going to pay the most for, so that everybody's going to be buying orchids and planting orchids, and he's going to have a whole garden just of orchids. Right? And if he says, so he has to, he can't tell them how much schar people are going to get for every individual thing, or people are only going to focus on that one thing, and he's not going to have any diversity. So too, Hashem doesn't tell us the schar of every mitzvah, because he doesn't want us only planting one mitzvah, right? He doesn't want us just focusing on one mitzvah to the exclusion of everything else. He wants, he gave us 613 mitzvahs, he wants us to fulfill them all. Uh, yes, certain ones uh, are going to connect us higher to him than others, and are going to get us more schar. Uh, but he doesn't he doesn't tell us what the star is for for every uh, person. Uh, he doesn't write them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he doesn't say uh, you know learning is 70 points per hour and gemila uh, sasadim <laughs> is 50 points, right? He's a, there's no point system. He leaves that all out because uh, uh, he doesn't want us focusing just on one thing. Uh, so that's kind of the the and the Gra's line of reasoning. Uh, that Hashem doesn't want us just focusing on one, so therefore it has to be that a person needs to be able to take a break. If there's no other way of doing the mitzvah, Svara says that a person should take a break and do the other mitzvahs, because otherwise there's, he's never going to fulfill any of the, other, uh, of the other mitzvahs. All right, we'll stop here for today. Everybody have an amazing day. Uh, learn strong. Is there what?